Cross goal. Look at Shot comes in and it's just wide from Thomas. Just wide from Thomas. It hits, oh! it hits the post that holds the net up. Radio Sport Breakfast. Kent, Nathan and Mark. Radio Sport. And Mark, who do we have on the programme? Look out! It's Look David Chugs. Yes! <laughs> so good. Morning, Chody. Oh, boys, just uh, listening to it again, I, I get goosebumps because I thought it was in. I had it uh, falling at Ryan Thomas's feet and he's 18 yards out and you wouldn't want it to fall to a better technical player than Ryan Thomas. I was on my way. I was bolting out of the commentary position. I was going to be pitch side in seconds, I can tell you. It was fantastic. Yes. Who had the better look? Was it him or Barbarousas? Yeah, well, Barbarousas had a better look, to be fair. Barbarousas won. He didn't hit it sweetly and it just sort of skewed to the side. But later on, uh, there was only one side going to score, and it was the All Whites. The introduction of uh, Chris Wood really changed the dynamic of the game. Uh, but for me, it was a fan frenzy all weekend. I thought it was a fantastic weekend of sport, fantastic for the fans, and we got to celebrate some uh, some top-level football. It was a terrific day out. Look, my understanding, Chris Wood will probably start on Thursday, but we should not expect him to play 90 minutes. The workload on the hamstring will just be too tough. So maybe 45, maybe 60 minutes. What does Anthony Hudson do with the way he uses him, but also the way in which he brings on someone else? Yeah, well, he played 65, to Neil, 60-65 for Burnley the week before. He, he's come off the bench, which was always the plan, we understand now. I say he gets an hour, uh, and uh, it'll be the first hour. I don't think he'll bring him off the bench. I think he'll start with him. Uh, Peru certainly showed some frailty when Wood was on the park and they were just so aware of where he was going to be on the park it actually was a distraction to them so I think uh, you'd start with Wood and uh, the side is going to be better for that So how does it what would, would he bring on Barbarousas or would it be a guy like Smeltz depending on how the game was placed at that say the 60 minute mark Yeah it would very much depend on where the match was at and it would be unfortunate for Barbarousas to miss out because he, he put in a shift and a half ran his little tail off he won things in the air, and he's about the size of a, a midget. Uh, and he was he was everywhere, Costa Barbarusas. I mean, he didn't trouble them like uh, a Chris Wood will, so he probably pays the price of just being uh, sitting in behind Wood. But, yeah, if the game was still uh, in the balance, I, the, the, the change would be a Barbarusas who's got that attacking capability. Uh, if uh, if we were in the uh, lovely position of being trying to hold a lead, uh, well, then you'd probably go for a defensive midfielder and... Uh, Play a play a pretty negative game for the last quarter of a quarter of the match, something like that. But uh, they've done half a job. They're halfway up the hill, and mm. uh, there's no reason why they can't go all the way. How, how does he balance? Yeah, for this game, David. Clearly, the game in Wellington was about not conceding, and and I reckon he's happy at nil nil. But they, they need to score at least a goal over there. So how does he how does he do that? How does he play attacking football, possibly living off scraps, but also not be vulnerable at the back? How does he strike the right balance? Well, I reckon we might see a match very similar to the one we've just seen in Wellington because I think the Peruvians will have the same thing in their mind. Do not concede. Um, so I think you might see two sides that are still pretty pretty focused on making sure they keep their defensive screens in place. Uh, with 15, 20 to go, it could be uh, throw the cat among the pigeons, particularly if you're Peruvian. The only thing I would say is both sides have now had a look at each other and I wonder what Peru have made of New Zealand now that they've actually played against them. Are they more worried, less worried? Would they be more aggressive in attack? Uh, it's almost uh, starts to be mind games, and the, the respective managers are probably going to hold the key to this match. Mate, we're, David, we're, we're, the pressure's all on Peru now, though, right? Like we're, we're over there. The expectation from their crowd will be massive, and, and we can just go in there and try and snag one. Yeah, 100%. I tried to surf around the internet just to see what the fans were saying in Peru, and it's not very friendly fire they're receiving. Um, there were celebrations that they hadn't conceded, but as the sort of uh, social media networks got running, 
use Google Translate, check out what they're saying. They're not happy. So they'll come under huge pressure. And I, again, I say the first half an hour is key, but the pressure sits on Peru, no doubt. At home, uh, there'll, be a, there'll be an absolutely massive crowd in, both in and outside the stadium. Uh, they have shown some mental frailty. There's a guy, Tim Vickery, writes in the UK about world football, and he always talks about the Peruvians and their mental state should things not go their way. Again, Guerrero missing is key for them, although they were appealing that decision. We haven't heard anything on that, I don't think. Um, but with Guerrero out, I wonder if uh, that frailty continues. Was there any place in particular on the field where you thought the all-whites looked frail or at least a little fragile? Look, I was surprised across the deck. I thought man for man they, they really stood up to the uh, Peruvians. They weren't out-muscled in any part of the pitch. Uh, both fullbacks who had me worried had uh, sound enough games for me. They weren't carved apart. Again, Peru never really threw lots of men forward. They were a very similar lineup to the Oites in that they kept their defensive shape pretty well for the whole 90 minutes. And I reckon that could be the tale of this two, two-legged final. The best defence will, le- will win the day. Talk us through your Saturday night after the game. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, bolted out of the stadium. Well, didn't bolt out of the stadium. Getting out of the stadium was a, night, was a nightmare because there was just thousands heading downtown, straight down the middle of the road. Down to Cuba Street was my choice, uh, choice of venue. Down to Cuba Street uh, into a, a, a nice brewery pub full of football nuts. Uh, we talked about it all night, out for dinner, uh, and then up again to watch the Phoenix the next day. So uh, a footballing hangover I had on Sunday. Um, we were talking earlier before, Dave, just you and I off the phone, on the, on the, on the, off the air, um, about just the fans and how, you know, you saw it with the Tongan fans in Hamilton, uh, the All Whites fans in Wellington, a real treat. Do you reckon it's the, the lack of expectation, but the excitement of hope that really drives the crowds in New Zealand? Yeah, I do wonder. I think uh, we go to these matches more in hope than in expectation, quite right. Um, and I just wonder what an all-back test would be like if we really threw the uh, inhibitions out the window and really celebrated the fact that we've got a world champion side uh, playing our, our, our national sport. Uh, for me, it was a weekend where the fans showed the way. Uh, the feeling between the Peru fans and the All-Whites fans, both before the game, after the game, the camaraderie was there. It was uh, fantastic to see uh, in full voice two sets of fans uh, just enjoying the day out and what was a really tense encounter for both sets of fans. That's the way to support your team. So, David, if I text you at 3.15 on a working day Thursday, where will you be? <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I'm, I'm supposed to be in Palmerston in the morning uh, doing some bits and pieces, so I'm going to have to find myself a, a venue somewhere where I can uh, get myself uh, maybe tucked up to a, uh, a latte at 3 o'clock. Is that what we have in the afternoon? A, yes. a latte? Or would, it be, or would it be a beer at 3 o'clock? I'm not sure. Probably a latte, uh, probably in a, a, a venue where there's a, a few other football folk and... Uh, I'll bite my nails with everybody else. Is come it, on, Palmy. Great to have the choice, eh? Yeah, come on, Palmy. 5009. <laughs> who wants to host them? Who wants to host yeah, them? Where's the, where's, the, where's, the, where's the place to be in Palmy? Someone let me know. Nice work, Chody.